Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here's your host, Mike Dowler. Well, thank you, Sean, from Los Angeles. I'm Mike Dowler, and this is Conversations Radio. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio, and you are. Thank you so much. On Twitter, we're at Converse Radio, like the sneaker without the E, at Converse Radio. And on Facebook, we are simply Conversations, the podcast. If you like what you hear, and even if you don't, go ahead and drop me a line, conversationspod at gmail.com. We've got uh, a great show tonight. Here we go again, all about voiceover. Riley Alizraki and Carlos Alizraki, voiceover daughter and dad here in Southern California, both working VO artists, and we'll talk to them in just one second. And Riley's got some really cool stuff coming up. I want to thank our guest from two weeks ago, Isabella Karina Strickland, all the way from Vancouver, BC. She is an award-winning filmmaker, actress, an influencer. She has uh, some challenges that she's dealt with over the last few years and done very, very well uh, conquering ADHD as well as dyslexia. And she's got a book out now, she wrote. This is on Amazon's uh, hot list. This is like a DJ. Amazon's hot list. But the book is called Then and There, Here and Where. And a great, great first outing from her and her dad. It came out in March, and uh, the main character... Orabella, a neurodiverse who learns to, to become a heroine. And again, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful story. Uh, she's online, IsabellaCarina.com, and there are links to her site as well on our website. Folks, check out this book. She's amazing. We had her on a few years ago, and uh, the growth that uh, she has gone through is just phenomenal. That's episode 101, and that's on Apple Podcasts, along with all our podcasts. Nice segue, right? You can go to the iTunes store, search Conversations Radio, and voila. All of our podcasts are right there. All 101, soon to be 102 episodes for your listening pleasure. So check those out. A warm day in Southern California. Hopefully it's cooler where you're at, but really up and down the coast. Yeah, triple digits. I mean, 105 in Seattle, please. I digress. Uh, in the studio right now, it's 86 degrees. If I turn the air on, you're going to hear, so no, that's not going to happen. But I want to dive in. Again, a great, great show tonight. A great co-host, great guests. My co-host is returning. It's Jet Walker. Jet is a voiceover artist. She is a Sovis Award winner from 2018 for voicing promos and whatnot for Universal Kids Network. She was there for the rollout, voicing promos, bumpers, you name it, uh, a lot of Jet more often on Universal Kids. And she has since been doing all kinds of stuff, working on Droners, a animated series. She plays the lead character of Cordo. Airing in eight countries, produced by Cybergroup Studio Cholet. You can go to jetwalkervo.com. Her samples are right there. But I want to bring her in. She's very good at this co-hosting thing. She's also a heck of a saxophone and guitar player and uh, everything else. Jet Walker... Hello. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Tonight? I am well. Welcome back to Conversations Radio. You're making a habit out of this. Just so you know, you're going to have your own parking space pretty soon. 
if oh wow Ooh, if I ever get better. a a studio. There's a voiceover place, and I'm sure that Carl will know this. There's a little uh, cafe called Jinky's Cafe in Studio City, and right across from that in the parking lot, it's a it's very very stealth. The place is like a dump, but it's all voiceover stuff. So I'm thinking I'm gonna make an offer, and then we'll we'll, we'll move the show over there, and then you'll get your parking space. Epic. How are you? How you been? I've been I've been all over the place, uh, just going back and forth, and I just finished a summer class because I'm getting ahead in my senior year. Just getting that class over with. I've been doing a lot of music lessons. Yeah. And I'm revving up for the marching band season. Yes, we'll talk about that in a second. But again, musical instruments, electric guitar, stellar on guitar, sax, and now the drum major thing. That's going to be uh, phenomenal. So what does that entail? So as the drum major, I am the face of the school when we go away to competitions. So we have, uh, I think, maybe five or six competitions this fall. So I conduct, I lead our warm-ups. I'm, I'm essentially the top of the chain of command underneath the band director, obviously. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's my job. I'm leading the band. Wow, that's some responsibility there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, great. And again, uh, voiceover, oh, plenty for you. Uh, the Droners uh, gig still going on, I understand. We'll be yeah. hearing more on that in a little bit. And looking forward to seeing those episodes air here in the u.s because they're airing everywhere else <laughs> i feel like yeah. i have to i feel like i have to move somewhere where there's disney xt so i can watch droners but they're online too are they online as well you can get them online well i think uh i think that's a work in progress now you also you guys have just did a move and you're in a brand new studio state of the art and uh looking good how's it uh, how's it feel it's pretty great honestly the downsizing is kind of a good thing it's pretty nice uh, better soundproofing, uh, less resonant, so that's great. That studio at the old place, uh, you uh, logged a lot of hours there, you and your dad as well. Uh, you voiced um, yeah. quite a bit uh, uh, via Source Connect, and I'm yes, sure we... recording stuff on Pro Tools as well. The microphone there, the Newman mic, stellar. I mean, if that mic could talk, it would have stories, but of course you talk into that, and you've got the stories. Yeah. So, the, so uh, on the Droner's animated series, you play Cordo. Cordo is basically the leader of the pack. She represents Team Tiki when they go to their piloting competitions. So Cordo, she's definitely a go-getter. She's very confident. But sometimes she lets the confidence get the best of her. <laughs> and that's basically when the morals play out in, in the plot. And that's basically the lesson. So she pilots. Mouse is her engineer and Anki is uh, her mechanic. Wow. We had all those voices on here a few months back. We had O.G. Banks, Cedric L. Williams, and Soso Bianchi, and yourself. And you guys all recorded that, voiced it. But you voiced from your home, correct? Well, we um, we did kind of a hybrid thing. So a couple sessions, uh, we did Source Connect. Uh, but for a majority of the sessions, I went to the studio and recorded. So this was kind of before the, the, before the COVID thing uh, was, was going on, the COVID chaos. Well, it happened um, for the beginning for because I started really recording and getting into recording sessions uh, summer 2020. But then later on, uh, we headed into the actual studio. A lot of hours logged. Uh, how many episodes total? That was quite a bit. Um, I believe 26 episodes. Wow. That's a full time job. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm a huge fan, as is everyone that hears you. 
Of course, your big win in 2018, the Sobis Award. I know you found a place for it uh, either in your room or in the studio. It's actually by the entrance of the house uh, on a shelf, so that's on display. <laughs> well, display that proudly. More of those are on the way. I just feel it. I mean, those that's a big deal. Oh. And uh, Thank you. certainly uh, well-deserved. You ready to Thank dive you. in here and take this uh, bull by the horns and do this show? Absolutely. We've got a great guest tonight. Great guests. we got mom. Uh, mom. Well, mom's in the background probably producing. But we've got a dad and daughter combo here. Riley Alizraki is an actress and a voiceover artist all of 10 years old here in Southern California. She has um, been voicing... I want to say since six years old, which is amazing. Now, when did you start, Jeff? I was nine when I started voicing. Nine, okay. So a little She's later. She's got three years on me. <laughs> and uh, she is voicing uh, the character Rock Talk on Star Trek Prodigy. This is huge because Star Trek, you know as well as I do, Jet, there are diehard Star Trek fans, whether it's yeah. whether it's the original one with Captain Kirk and Spock or if it's the one with... Uh, you know, a Star Trek, um, Voyager, Star Trek, the movies. People just love the franchise Star Trek. Uh, and uh, this series as well is going to be amazing. I mean, I, I can't wait to see it. Uh, Nickelodeon did this. It's going to be airing on Paramount Plus coming soon. And she's done all kinds of stuff as well. Uh, Puppy Dog Pals. She's been on TV. She did Doug Unplugs. That's kind of cool as well. And uh, ABC's Home Economics. Another great show. Her dad, well, again, a legend. <laughs> he's he's amazing. He's kind of, as far as I'm concerned, he's kind of a par with this guy here. And remember, if you'd like to learn one of life's most valuable secrets, just send $20 to the announcer in care of this station. And by return mail, you'll receive your very own copy of the exciting one-and-a-half-page book entitled Why You Should Never Send Some Guy 20 Bucks Just Because He Asks You To Over the Radio. And, of course, that's Gary Owens' legendary Met him a couple times, and uh, God rest his soul, amazing guy. But right now, Carlos is well-known for family guy, fairly odd parents, and this. Lizard, lizard. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Oh, yes. That's Gidget, the Taco Bell Chihuahua from back in the day. And uh, he can be heard on all kinds of things, and certainly uh, it's a voiceover house. I want to say hi to Riley Alizraki and her dad, Carlos. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. Happy uh, Happy Wednesday. Riley, how's your finger? I know we talked last night and you couldn't yeah. bend it. It's not doing better. <laughs> okay, good. And and besides voiceover, you guys are a real big sports family. Um, mm -hmm. I, I remember talking to and Carlos, it's so good to have you on, dude. Um, thank you. I remember, I, Jed, I called them like last week, right? And it's like, oh, no, he's at soccer. Oh. A soccer game, and then we I had she had softball practice last night, and I had a softball game. Our team is really bad, and guess who I saw on a on a uh, diamond number three? Uh, it was Phil Lamar. Phil Phil's team was playing, and I think hopefully we get to play Phil Lamar's team. Oh wow! So us voiceover guys were out there playing softball. Exactly. But yeah, we, we come from that background. Mom was a basketball player in college, so. <laughs> By by uh, just by proxy, Riley and, and Austin are going to be athletes as well. So, well, you can't really hurt your voice playing sports. I don't think. That was to take a line drive to the throat, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I once got hit in the softball. <laughs> I, I once got hit in the throat by softball. Ooh, that's not good. Not good. That's why they. I think that's like the baseball bats. The, the, the catchers they made them wear that flap now on their neck yeah. because 
Apparently, years ago, uh, a, a bat broke and a splinter went in. I think it was the umpire. It went in his throat. And uh, yeah. it was iffy uh, for a few seconds there. So yeah. every year, they've got, like, brand new uh, gear to wear, you know. <laughs> so it's insane. I just see the the catchers come out with, like, all this guard on. They just <laughs> It's like they're walking like a penguin. <laughs> uh, Jet, softball? <laughs> No, marching band is more. Marching band, but you're also uh, you, you you did track as well, which was great. You, yeah, you were, I did track for three years. Three years, yeah, very good. Award winning again. So, <laughs> but uh, let's see here. You're all of ten years old. By the way, uh, FYI, she plays second base. Just so you know, so we get that out of the way, because <laughs> I'm sure it'll come up later on. You know, because people that do sports, they're like they're really proud of it, and they should be. Dad's at soccer, and she's playing softball. So that's cool. But uh, Riley, welcome. Glad to have you on. You're all of 10 years old, and you are a voiceover artist. Let that sink in for just a second. Amazing. Uh, you're also an actress. What came first for you? Was it the acting or the voiceover? Definitely the acting. Um, I remember, yeah, I went out for, like, little commercials when I was, like, a baby for, like, diapers and stuff. <laughs> but voice acting came after because, like, didn't – your voice acting like manager or something like said that I could try it too. Yeah, Arlene Thornton. I was so with Arlene Thornton. I'm now with DPN, but uh, I, I had recommended that Riley and um, start at Arlene Thornton's because it was a little bit more familial, a little bit more uh, attention there. And she did a big commercial for HEB supermarkets in in Austin, Texas. And then she did a McDonald's spot. And uh, she took an acting class uh, with my buddy Scott Parkin whose daughter Miranda Parkin is a wonderful art uh, artist uh, and Scott's a very uh, accomplished coach and commercial actor. And she really blossomed in, in Scott's class. And uh, then Summer Camp Island came around just around then at the start of her yeah. commercial stuff. And that was your first job, right? No. Was it Doc McStuffins? It was Doc McStuffins. Ah. That's right. You got a little baby for Christmas. You played the, the baby that Agnes. got the doll. My, uh, my, my good friend Robbie Rist is in that show. Yeah. yeah, good old Robbie. He's a he's he's a character. <laughs> but um, so you started building your resume really really quick, and obviously you knew your dad was in voiceover before you tackled it. Yes. Were you apprehensive at all, Riley, about doing voiceover? No, you were nervous. You do you dove yeah. right in. Well, sometimes I was like a little nervous to like go in. Because when I first started, like, I got nervous because, like, if I – normally there would more there would be more people at a callback. So sure. it's, like, all these strange strangers that I don't know. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I want to th I, I think in voiceover, um, you know, obviously you are more than Carlos's daughter. You are Riley, Alice Rocky. So you're kind of blazing your own trail. So you kind of had to find your own your own style and fit, right? Yeah. And then dad kind of gave you some pointers and a little, little help. And you're like, oh, you're like, okay, dad, I got it. But um, yeah, I suppose it happens through osmosis. You know, we, we, we grew up having the kids watch uh, Miyazaki, uh, my, my neighbor Totoro. Uh, we love Song of the Sea, which was recommended to me by D. Baker, the, the uh, Irish Belgian four, four country company who put out Wolf Walkers. And we were watching Newsies. We're watching uh, Annie, the, the John Houston version. So she's growing up. Uh, listening to all these things, but I would have to say that her acting in, in the Star Trek Prodigy series goes beyond just, you know, having a funny voice. It's actually really learning to bring out her own personality, right? 
Yeah. How do you do that, Jet? When you got a project like that, for example, Droners, how did you find the voice of Cordo? Well, um, I was fortunate enough to receive a picture of her um, in the character breakdown. So I kind of looked at the hair. So I said, okay, we have scruffy hair. And I, another thing, another great tip I learned um, from Tony Gonzalez, who was my first voiceover coach, he said, when you, when you look at the character, look at the size of the head compared to the body. Is the head big or small? Is it proportionate? I noticed she kind of had a bigger hair, head compared to the rest of her body. So I said, okay, this is aimed towards a younger audience because big head, little body means younger audience. So I said, okay, got it. So she's youthful, so she's got to be energetic. And she's got scruffy hair. And if I look at her clothes, she's got like armbands and a tank top and big baggy pants. So I was like, okay, so this is a total ragamuffin. I'm going to be super young and definitely raspy with this. <laughs> awesome. And for you, Riley, Rock Talk, kind of a big character. Yeah. So how did, how did you find that voice for, for Rock Talk? Well, I actually saw a picture of her on my first recording session, like, right after I got it, but when I first had the audition, um, my mom explained to me that it was like, you know, she described rock talk, and so she described to me that it was this big rock monster, but really played by me, so then I, I didn't really have to, like, I added a little bit of, like, girly cutesy to my voice, but I also just kind of acted myself, really, because I sound in real life like Rock Talk does because Rock Talk's actually like me in real life. So I didn't have to put that much effort into it. And I just... I, I got to tell you, I, I understand that Rock Talk is a gentle soul and loves animals and, and that, but kind of large and kind of intimidating, so to speak. So I think I would maybe w might walk the other way, but uh, the um, character is uh, definitely um, something to embrace uh, and you've made it your own, which is fantastic. Tell me about the audition. How did you find out about this? Do you remember? I think we we have a person that uh, at our, at Stevenson Elementary that uh, is a mom, and she works in, in development and Nickelodeon. And when we were auditioning for this clandestinely named project, <laughs> she sort of intimated that this was really going to be a big deal, that Nickelodeon was going to pay attention to this. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? So uh, I think at first... Like, when we were at the Nickelodeon studio, and it was, like, my audition, there was more grown-ups, like, more, yeah, like, teenagers and grown-ups going, young adults going out for this part. So my mom, like, started to get a little nervous because I was, like, the only kid there. Because I think they were trying to go for a grown-up to play a kid voice. And so, they, and then my mom realized that they had, like, the other people in for, like, seven minutes. But when I had... When I went in, they had me in for like three minutes. So my mom's like, well, we tried, right? It doesn't really <laughs> depend on the time, but she's just like, well, we tried. And then um, the mom at Stevenson, she was like, that doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah. and so then next thing I know, I my mom gets a call from it saying that I got the part. We talked about that last night as well, Carlos. Uh, you, know, you, you will go in rooms and it's like, okay. And it's, okay, thank you. And you're like, what just happened here? And mm -hmm. uh, never, ever personalize. You've been doing this for a while, Carlos. Obviously, you've had those moments as well. Yeah. 
you you can leave a room thinking, boy, I nailed it. This is great. I, I I went off book. I did exactly what I wanted. I got the texture right, and every and then you don't hear anything. And then there's auditions that you know you munch. You go, I just do not have a read on this character. I've got all this experience to draw from, but I just cannot find the character. And then somebody just says, we really like what you did. You're like, uh -huh. scoot <laughs> what? Um, yeah, I remember our neighbor um, is a whole acting family, the Elkins. Yeah. And their one of their sons, Phoenix Elkin, was in a movie, True Detective. He was in the series True Detective. He yeah. played the boy that disappears on the bike in season three. Oh, wow. Um, but okay. I don't know if it was that audition, but he was talking about how in like a movie, I think it was True Detective, I think his audition for it was like, he said it went horribly and he just didn't do anything wrong. And then the next thing he knew, he's like, they're like, oh, you got the part. <laughs> I have I have talked to, to parents and moms where that have, that have flown out for their kid's audition. They've auditioned and they're at the airport ready to board a plane and they get a phone call. Hey, you booked it. <laughs> It's the best, right? It doesn't happen a lot, but it happens. <clears throat> and, and yeah, it, it, it's it's fun when you get those calls for sure. Certainly with VO, um, obviously you're going to have a lot of opportunities because you're very you're still very young. The reality now, and Jet, you know this too, is that they're having kids voice kids parts now. Yeah, which is great. When it, when it, way it should be, you know, um, and. For boys, obviously, there's a certain age where the voice drops, so that's gonna be a that can be a challenge too. But a lot of adult voice stuff out there as well. And you've yeah, got Great Miles Son Tex, I think, was the second Lincoln Log, maybe even the first Lincoln Log in the Loud House. Uh, Tex Tex Griffin, and then Tex's voice changed, and I, I think it was uh, uh, Bishop Asher, maybe the current one. So that's what yeah, happens. Yeah, the current one. Yeah, so. Um, luckily, I think for, for women, obviously, Terry Strong, E.G. Daly, uh, people like that, uh, Cree Summer. Uh, Debbie Derryberry. Ray, Kari Walgren, Debbie Derryberry. Yeah. They're all still to maintain that range. But I, she recently did a panel, and, and she said what they said what Riley said, that they really, when Riley came in, went, yeah, we would rather really rather have this eight-year-old girl. Cause how, were, do you, how do you know they said that? Because I, uh, you did a panel the other day that I was listening to, huh. and the and the both the directors and the creators said, yeah, this 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 really lends a uh, uh, a producer. certain innocence to this character Rock Dog. And there's a line that she says in the show <laughs> when she says, uh, like you're you're really gentle, but you're smart. And she goes, yeah, I'm. What she say? I'm big, but I'm big, not dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Jet? When you're auditioning. Because you've done this. You, you have been where Riley is right now. What goes through your head when you're about to say those first few words in audition? Oh, this is like the most important thing in the entire world. I have to make the casting directors. I have to make their I have to make their jaws drop. OK, I, I really have to nail this perfectly. I have to make it different than what everyone else is going to do. That's my biggest thing. So my first instinct is. Okay, read it how you would normally read it. But when I think about it, I, I got to give it a little bit more thought because my first instinct instinct is likely to be a lot of other people's first instinct. So that's my goal. Make it different. And your first audition uh, gained applause remotely. So uh, mm -hmm. that was for Universal Kids. And that's, uh, that's a yeah. story that uh, people can look back and check that out. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was... 
that was pretty great. That was an iPhone audition too. So yeah. that was Lots that was definitely the cherry on top. Yeah, the, I, the iPhone things are I, I, they're incredible. I, we, we talked. We mentioned um, Emma Berman, who's voicing um, for Luca. She voices Julia, and that was an iPhone audition. Wow. I feel like everyone's getting everything with iPhone auditions. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, is the quality is just getting so is, is getting so good. And you know, let's talk equipment for a second because I've heard this, Carlos. Uh, mm-hmm. Back me up if I'm correct or not. Um, if you're doing a home studio professionally, mm-hmm. they're saying invest half in the mic. Yeah, budget. and guys like Roger Craig Smith and D. Bradley Baker that have these incredible setups because his setup was awesome. D's setup is amazing. It's like a little spaceship, and <laughs> you know, they're very tech savvy and stuff. And I went, I I talked at the, at the height of COVID. Um, I I had a mic plus, and then this guy said, "Why don't you get uh, Ryan at Nickelodeon?" Said, "I know these people Sweetwater. Why don't you go get a a, a hype mic?" Which is a little, and it's an Apogee hype mic. We put it on a little uh, thing. We've got a pop filter, and with my booth and a little bit of tweaking, uh, those engineers were able to make that microphone, uh, which is not top of the line, but sound no. very, very good. And you know, obviously, we're working from home, and and, and it's record ready. So I just use a simple Apogee mic, and really, and sometimes a Shure mic that plugs into the, that Debbie Derryberry recommended that plugs right in to this. I've seen right those. Yeah. Those are really cool. I like that. Oh, I use for, for the podcast. I use a Samsung, and it's mm-hmm. uh, phenomenal. And of course, um, Jet, you've seen it. She's got a, a Newman, Newman there. Yeah. So uh, yeah. they've got a, a top-notch studio there at the Walker Walker Compound there um, in the San Fernando Valley. Um, yes. But again, the auditions uh, would for voiceover. Now you guys, of course, of course, Source Connect. So I'm sorry. The the audition for Rock Talk on Star Trek that was you went in for that, right? Yeah, yes, I was in person. So was yeah, that, I guess it'd be COVID. Yeah. So a little intimidating, a little bit maybe. That's pretty incredible. Definitely, because we got there like an hour before they called me in, <laughs> so we were just like waiting. Um, and then I got I was like eight back then because because Rock Talk is eight years old, so I was eight back then. But like it's been two years since I've been in the actual studio, the Nickelodeon studio to record it. And like now I'm 10. So would you, um, but yeah. would you rather record at home? No, actually, no, I, I like, like being in? in the studio because it Nickelodeon is just like, not like the other studios, like the other studios are great, but it's just so fun. There's like, it's colorful. It's cheerful. It's awesome. And yeah. Again, Carlos, you know, Jason Lewis, good friend yes. of ours. Uh, he's voiced, um, Donkey, Megatron, all kinds of stuff. And he tells a story about uh, he went into Vox one day to uh, do something. And um, he, he just was just starting out. And Gary Owens walks in. Wow. And Gary's like, so uh, when are we going to do this thing? You know, so he, he goes in. So Jason goes in and talks to his, talks to his agent um, at the time. And because uh, you see Gary Owens, he goes, that's Gary Owens. <laughs> and Gary's there in a, a, a sweater and the whole thing, you know, a sweetheart of a guy. Um, but yeah, the rooms, um, I think, I think, I think the rooms are still going to be a thing um, if, if it's safe, but certainly technology now, you know, with, with source connect and whatnot is uh, top notch. Yeah. And I can recommend this company as uh, Suli. I always get her last name, Montana, Suli Montana, Suli, Suli, Salima, Suli, oh God, why am I forgetting her name? Oh gosh, 
She's a wonderful actress, and I'm. And she's on the Casa Grande's with me. She recommended a company, Tribooth, and it's Fernie pads and PVC pipe that you can take on the road, and it's an actual working booth wow. that you can bag that's 40 pounds, and you travel with it, and they, you set up your mic system, and they get your sound ready. And if you're in a hotel room and you can't get to a studio, you've actually got a little studio you can erect in like 10 minutes, and off you go. And so it's amazing how far they've come and how ingenuous, I guess, is the word they've gotten, okay. uh, ing ingenuity. Um, and so, yeah. And so Riley's recorded from the car, from a closet on the road, <laughs> you know. Recorded in a car? Yeah, we've, we've recorded some auditions when we were in Lake Tahoe. Wow. So, yeah, these the, the technology, as we say, is amazing. And as long as you can adapt to those different environments and bring out who you are, you know, it really doesn't matter where you are. You can be laying down. You can stack pillows. I've heard stories, all kinds of things. But, yeah, we're really lucky we live in a time now where we have this mobility to yeah. audition. Like, if it's just, like, a quick line, like, my mom will be like, let's just go in the closet real fast. Yeah. The thing is, is Riley's never seen a splicing block. block. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's a whole thing. Let's go ahead and stop down, guys, for just one second. This is Conversations Radio, episode number 102, with... Riley Alice Rocky and her dad, Carlos Alice Rocky, also known as. And of course, our co host, the wonderful Jet Walker. And we are live and glad to be with you on this warm Southern California evening. By the way, we're all in SoCal, which is great. Let's talk this now because, again, the uh, the series Star Trek Prodigy coming out soon. We're waiting for that. You've got other things coming up as well. Have you watched Star Trek at all, Riley? When I first got the part, my mom showed me a Star Trek movie, and it was really late though, so I went to bed shortly after <laughs> the movie. Um, but it was it was really cool. But it was live action, and personally, like animation is just like. And I like animation better than live action, personally. So I was excited that I was going to be an animated version instead of a live action version. Um, but yeah, definitely my first time seeing Star the live action Star Trek. I think this is the first time they've done an animated series geared towards youth, I think. Yes. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to if, if you are a diehard Star Trek fan, no matter what the, the medium is, you, you're going to watch it. Many a late nights I stayed up watching... Uh, the original Star Treks, they are great. Certainly, uh, you are part of a, a legacy franchise, which has yeah. reinvented itself over the years. And this is really exciting. It's a really big deal. One of the things I'm most uh, proud of as a parent and really fond of is that she gets to really interact. She has a special relationship with Dee Bradley Baker's character. Oh, and, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> He, and it's wonderful to see my good friend D acting with my daughter, and I and I'm glad that they have this journey together, which will certainly, hopefully, you know, continue for a while. And and I actually just met the cast members recently, like a, a week ago, and they were all super kind. I already know that like it was going to be super fun working on the show with them because it was they were really nice and kind. And it's like yeah. that because there are there are some heavyweights that are in the VO community. Jet yeah. Walker, you know this as well. You worked with uh, some real heavyweights on Droners. OG Banks. OG's um, great. Cedric L. Williams has done everything. I mean, he, he is yeah. great. Uh, Soso Bianchi as well has voiced, uh, voiced Mouse. Wonderful voice. 
Uh, and you guys all just kind of blended really good together. And it's good to know who you're working with. And uh, yeah. But again, they all have a history. Again, you've been in the business, Carlos, for a long time. So Debbie Derryberry, I mean, Tom Kenny, all these mm-hmm. folks, Tony Gonzalez, they're wonderful. I mean, and they they are seasoned, you know? Yeah. Um, so they know what's what's expected and they go and they get it done. Well, it's really nice actually having to be on a show because you get to meet new people on the way. Like um, when I was on the home economics, I met these really, really nice people. I met um, some people in Miles, Beckham, Adam, and we've we've got pretty close. I mean, I never thought I'd get so close from just that. Like we have a group chat called 100% back best actors ever oh wow <laughs> but awesome. yeah it's just great well she's really lucky because her good friend maya her dad is kari uh, payton and so you know and i know scott menville and i know tara strong and i know craig sype so of course i'm the coolest dad in the world because riley and austin are like can you get a message from um beast boy and raven and robin from uh teen titans go and i'm like yes i know them and so, and then Kari Walgren and Dee Breaker and Suzanne Blakesley from Fairly Odd Parents—they've all been to my house. So, they—she's getting to, she's gotten to rub up with these really great voiceover legends, and I'm so thankful that it rubs off. Plus the fact that she has her uh, grandparents who are from originally father-in-law. Your grandpa's from the Bronx. Your grandma's from New Jersey. Like, mom's from New Jersey. My mom's from Argentina. So she's growing up getting to hear all these different dialects. Because you know, most of people still like every sh- like show I watch. Like when I first started watching iCarly, I finished it a long time ago. But when I first started it, I was like, "Do you know this girl? Do you know this? This? Do you know him? Do you know her?" And then he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, I got I get to work with all the cool people she likes." You know, uh, Brian Stepanek, who's in the the Loud House, who plays the dad. He's he a, worked with Jerry Trainer. Jerry Trainer, of course, who was on Tough Puppy, but. Yeah, we're we're really lucky that, and, and you know this jet uh, living here in Los Angeles that we really get to. I call it we get to swim with dolphins, you know. Yeah. E- even if we don't get the job, we're like we we get to bump into super talented people. Yeah, it's really from all over the world, and it's a pretty amazing thing. We're in, we're in the fish tank with these amazing, beautiful dolphins. sea creatures, you know. <laughs> yeah, dolphins. exactly. It's like Sea World. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and jets work with the, I like that. Jets work with the best of the best. Yeah. Um, yes. Both in studio uh, and training. The best oh of the yeah, best. I've worked with um, Debbie Derryberry. She's like she's my primary mentor. She's amazing. Yep. Um, Sarah Sherman, Tara Strong, Lynn yep. Ann Zager. Um, I've done a couple of workshops with uh, J.P. Carliac. Um, oh, I remember I did, one, I did one with uh, Bob Bergen. That was insane. Um, oh. And also, I work on promo stuff with Randy Thomas. All right on. Have you been in the booth with Charlie Adler, my good friend Charlie Adler? Not yet. He'll drive you crazy, honey. Charlie plays <laughs> big head on the on Rocco's Modern Life. Charlie's another one. But yeah, you've been in with some really wonderful teachers. And and, and it's just I you know, and that's what Riley, so she her getting to meet this cat, Kate Mulgrew was talking about your character, right? Uh, when you did your little panel thing, you know, here's like the Star Trek legend talking about rock talk and how wonderful that it was, this voice coming out of this young girl. And it's like, that's really a cool thing to have. It's like Kate Mulgrew is like the queen of Star Trek. Yeah. So like when you're around her, you have to be like, (laughs) (laughs) 
So let's let's uh, stop right there. So Riley, you started at six. Jet, you started at nine. Mm-hmm. Carlos, when did you start VO? When did you start realizing you wanted to do VO, or or who See. told you to do it? 1991. Well, 20- he's he's old. So yeah, I'm oh, old. There you I'm go. <laughs> I started at 29. Wow. 29 years old. I mean, I started imitating people when I was a, was a, a kid because my best friend's parents were from Glasgow, Scotland. My parents were from South America. I watched tons of British comedy. But the voiceover career began with a little pilot called Rocco's Modern Life in 1991 in San Francisco. Wow. My hometown. That was it. And this is a story, story told roundly around the world that they were looking for the voice of Heifer and couldn't find it. And I suggested this little guy named Tom Kenny who I knew from stand-up. And now he's this huge And now he's this huge star. And the the joke is like, okay, Tom, I get 5% of your SpongeBob money. Let's go. (laughs) But yeah, for me, it was 1991. I was 29 years old. So you both have a huge head start. And I find that people like Chet and Riley are so sort of ahead of the game, so fully realized long before I think a lot of us were, you know? Has VO as a business changed since 91? I think so. Obviously, SAG-wise, contract-wise, it's changed in as much as it welcomes more newcomers. Somebody like Eric Bauza, who was an animator at Spumco, who's now Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, and everything. And it it allows for new talent from all over to just J.P. Karniak to really come in and, and, and do very well. And it's because it's so portable and because people can audition and not, not maybe have the best equipment, they can send in an iPhone audition and just come from out of state. So the availability of it and the amount of content has changed. Um, of course, COVID was, meant that there was more competition from celebrities who weren't doing their on-camera gigs. Yeah. So that's changed a little bit. But yeah, I think it's gotten more accessible and a lot more young talent and we discussed before how it's changed is now they're wanting kids to play kids as opposed to the Tara Strongs and the EG Dailies sure. or the Great Delisles doing kids' voices. And I said this I've said this tons of times. If I'm redundant, don't don't no please forgive me, but during COVID voiceover stuff really didn't stop. It just kept going. It yeah. I mean yep. it's amazing. I mean they I mean people were working and again that's because of Source Connect I, I guess ISDN is a thing of the past. I mean, if you got a, a good internet and you got source connect, you're set, you know? Yeah. And, and it's funny because, like, you know, when everything is going to happen, like, if it's like winter, you settle down on auditions since it's like Christmas time. But then, like, when it starts to be like February or March, you get like some auditions. And then when it's like May, you get like a few auditions. And then when it's summer, you get a bunch of auditions. Yeah. And I got to just- think. I got to think COVID kind of affected the pilot season this year as well. It was a, it was kind of a weird late start for pilots, I think. Yeah, it wasn't a it was not as fluid as usual. It came in little chunks, like little fishing trips, like you said. You know, one month is like wow, pop 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 pop, and then, yeah, <laughs> barren wasteland, Blade Runner. You know, but uh, <laughs> we have had booth competition, and Riley's been beating me out with some booth time here. It's like really, I, I can't keep up with her. She's like. Wait a minute, I I might need to boot. Sorry, Riley's booked. So we've been pretty fortunate, you know. And and also our our, our youngest one, Austin, has done a couple of things as well. And so, yeah. um, in that sense, thank thank you to all the engineers from for helping us get booth ready because without them, somebody like me wouldn't have been able to record from home. And so they deserve a lot of credit because they had to go be above and beyond when 
when you do your show at Star Trek, I don't know if you have Ryan as an engineer or Manny. Oh yeah, Ryan. Is. He does so much. He's like, here, let me share. The, you share the screen with me. Pop up. Your source connect is going. Boom, boom, boom. You got your backup thing. You're all ready to go, and they do it all. You know, and they're amazing. Now, Carlos, you like going in? Or you like doing it at home? I miss going in. Yeah. I miss going in. Why? Because you don't want to see me. No, no. It's just the vibe, right? There's a certain vibe, I, like I would think. You miss that camaraderie. Yeah. You miss that camaraderie. And and uh, hopefully soon we can go in. You know, we see each other via Zoom, but it, it's not the same. No. The last time I was at Nickelodeon was either my audition or the pilot. Sadly, it never got picked up, but there was a show going to be called Rocket Ship Bedroom. Yes. With um, uh, the... Uh, an actor called uh, actor named Christian J. Simon. He's on Sydney to the Max, sure. and uh, another boy. He was in my acting class, but it was it was a fun thing, and this, it, sadly it didn't get picked up. But I haven't been Nickelodeon for like a year. Wow, and it's uh, like it's like that. A lot of stuff uh, comes and goes. Shows Nickelodeon for the most part, though, and I've said this as well many times. Um, Nickelodeon and Disney shows tend to have a lot of longevity. Mm-hmm. You know, they get renewed yeah. a lot. And it always amazes me because this world is so big, obviously. But you'll be, you'll be turning around on channels at 2 in the morning and City to the Max is on. It's like, who is up at 2 in the morning watching City to the Max? But it's, it's again, it's 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 all over the all over the world. So who knows where they're watching <laughs> yeah. from, yeah. Let's talk about you, Carlos, for a second here because um, it, it's, it's amazing. You're a whole show on your own right there. I want to, again, thank Nikki. For uh, setting this up as well, Nikki's a phenomenal agent, publicist, and uh, she's, she's very good at this. And I want to thank her. And when I found out you were with us as well, I knew that I had to get Jet Walker in because Jet um, is connected, and her dad, Robert W. Walker, iconic radio programmer and DJ and whatnot, has um, done stuff all over the country. And I guess Jet, you and your dad probably fight for studio time too, right? Well, you'd be surprised. Um, usually. It's it's kind of weird. It's just pretty coincidental for the both both of us because when he's not working, I have an audition, and when I don't have an audition, he's he's doing his thing. So yeah, it's pretty peaceful in here. There have so far there there are no squabbles uh, fighting over <laughs> this gorgeous Newman U87 mic. <laughs> Carlos um, Gidget, tell us the story of Gidget. Now again, amazing amazing iconic uh, symbol for Taco Bell. Obviously a little. Um, controversy towards the end there but uh, how did you get that gig um let me preface it by saying i have a little series on instagram called how i came up with a voice and it's actually kind of a misnomer it's actually how a voice is created because more often than not it's collaborative and the in the case of the taco bell chihuahua it was 1996 i'm minding my own business living in the valley in north hollywood and there's an audition for the taco bell chihuahua at uh, Terry Berland casting on Bundy and Olympic. And I'm like, it's four o'clock on a Friday. I'm like, oh, and it's four words. Yo, ghetto, Taco Bell. I'm like, I got to drive in all this traffic. It's, uh, I hate this. This is going to be four words. Because this is before home booths and all that stuff, right? Yeah. And so I drive over there and I get there and I'm like, yo, ghetto, Taco And Terry Berland's like, honey, no, I've heard that all weekend, <laughs> whatever. Everybody's doing the high pitch thing. Just do your own voice. So all credit to Terry Berland. I drop it down to something like a Yo Quiero Taco Bell. She's like, maybe a little lower. Yo Quiero Taco Bell. All right, thank you. So then I get the gig, which is a demo. And they give me the direction like, this dog owns this neighborhood. This is your barrio, so I want you to be cool. And so I went, Yo Quiero Taco Bell. Yeah, I like that. Do that again. Yo Quiero Taco Bell. 
all right, great, we're gonna make the demo. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then they said, guess what? The demo is going straight to a commercial. Wow. Yay, wow. I got a commercial. And then uh, people really like this. We're gonna do another one and another one and another one. And then it just snowballed and went crazy. Became a thing. It became a thing, but all credit to Terry Berland and her her decision to play against type, which kind of ties it back to Riley because Star Trek Prodigy did the same thing. In Gidget, you had this small little tiny dog with a big voice, and in Prodigy, right, you have this big rock talk with a little eight-year-old girl's voice. And so it's kind of come full circle some, you know, 30 years later where we both because a director made a cho choice to go against type, we both ended up really being able to have these characters. So really, you were you were pretty you were still pretty new in VO when you got this gig. Yeah, so I had Rocco, Catdog, um, Spyro, the Dragon. I was the first Spyro, so I was you know doing all right, hanging in there, working with guys like Billy West and Jim Cummings and Tom Kenny, and really learning on the job. Jess Harnell, Rob Paulson, uh, and watching those people work. April Winchell. And so, yeah, I was pretty, I was, uh, what, five years into voiceover when wow. that came in. And you mentioned it started in San Francisco. And yeah. um, people forget, I mean, the, the entire West Coast, uh, L.A., San Diego, San Francisco, a hotbed for the arts, um, TV, radio, film, and voiceover as well. My mom worked for KGO TV for 25 years. seven. Yeah. And uh, they were on Golden Gate Avenue back in the day. And I would uh, I hung out a lot. That's where I met Gary Owens first off. First off. But it wasn't it wasn't just Gary. It was Tennessee, Tennessee Ernie Ford and Jesse Rose Lee, Jim Lang, uh -huh. and and these were guys. These guys were they were doing syndicated shows there. I mean, it, you, you wouldn't think, but they were a lot of syndication going on there. And again, it was it was a, a major major scene, um, and, as well as music recording too. So certainly voiceover uh, anywhere you go. Uh, you know, you, you got to voice stuff. Luckily, there you voice stuff local. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes, sometimes it's a, a national thing. Um, you've done obviously you've done radio spots. Yeah, I've done a few radio spots, and I, I'll go back to a heartbreaking gig. It was Coors Red. It was a beer, right? And I'm doing stand-up comedy, and I'm really wanting to get off the road. And I, I booked this Coors Red commercial, and it, and it was like a Coors Red, the beer when you're alone with friends, like this jazzy kind of thing. And they fly me on Southwest Airlines, and I fly to LA, and I'm in the middle of the session, and I know we've all been there, and they're 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 behind the glass, and I do the first of what's going to be four spots for national radio, right? Coors Red, the beer of the night. And they're like, all right, cut, hold on, Carlos. And I just see mouths moving, and they're shaking their heads like, mm, it's not. And they're like, all right, Carlos, why don't you go ahead and come out of the booth? And I was like, we haven't even finished the first cut. I didn't make it. Uh, I got hired and didn't make the cut. Wow. And so I flew back thinking that I had this job. And after the first record, it's like, nope, we don't want you. And it was crushing. But it was not too soon after that Rocco sort of came along to kind of assuage all that kind of pain, right? And and thus, thus goes the business, right? We have jobs, we lose jobs, we get close, we get jobs we have no business getting, or where where we nail something and we get it. And so, that that uh, sort of started was the start to my voice of her career. And I think you know? I think Jet concurs on that, right, Jet? Yeah. So uh, it's always a beautiful thing with the voiceover because you could absolutely think you nail a role, and then you know, and then you don't get it, and then comes along an iPhone audition and you end up getting it. So 
There, there's always, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. It's like that, and not, not just in voiceover. It's in, in film and in, in TV stuff. You know, radio spots and whatnot. Um, there are sometimes there are more no's than there are yeses. I try to impart on on Riley. It really is a numbers game, and it's really going into the booth, booth after booth. And I tell young voiceover actors, and I tell Riley that there's a stack. Literally, if you light it up, there's a stack four feet high of paper. And out of that stack, I've probably booked 10 or 11 jobs. Exactly. So hundreds and hundreds of auditions. And the percentage is, is really small. You just, but as you know, Jet, you get better with each audition. It's practice. We, we are professional auditioners. And that I remember Colette Sunderman, the director, telling us that that's our job. We go in an audition and the, the candy or the icing on top is when you book. But our job is to audition. And Dee Bradley Baker in my house said, he goes, when you when you go in that booth, you explode your nu- nuclear bomb. You are everything, and you give it your everything. And that that is what we do. He's so... He is an amazing... Like, he was showing us the sounds that he was going to do for the show, and he's like... <laughs> it's like... Yeah, Dee was showing off his creature sounds for Murph. <laughs> and I'm, again, I'm so glad that she gets those lessons. Like, sure. A, you have to audition like crazy. B, when you work with somebody like D and Kate Mulgrew and Jason, uh, you're going to learn so much. And hopefully we can all she can get back in live and really interact with them because I think she'll grow exponentially. And, in, uh, and encourage her to find those funny voices because you never know. Those are the ones that, uh, you know, is there any one voice your dad does that makes you laugh every time? Maybe when I imitate mom, my mom. No, but like on a show. Like, no, in, in, I don't. in general, <laughs> really watch my shows. She was really proud of the fact one time in Big Bear, somebody I had a Rocco shirt on it, and she goes, You know, my dad's Rocco. <laughs> and she likes when I imitate my mom because my mom is from South America. Carlos, I want to come over, I want to see the girls. Carlos, <laughs> I imitate Giacomo. Let's go, Chin Chin, Savanita. No, you're going to fall in the water, Savanita. No, amazing. Absolutely amazing. And by the way, I want to, want to make sure I mention uh, for you, Riley, you're doing Puppy Dog Pals. Now, have you done that yet or are you going to do it? Um, I have done it. Um, it's going to come out, uh, I think, this fall. But I will be in the season six, if I believe, if I'm correct. One of my favorite voices she did was on Summer Camp Island. Remember Tony's Pizza? I was in like, oh. You were young, but Tony's Pizza. What do you want over here? <laughs> I like she it. Did, she was like six years old. She's like, Tony's Pizza. Tony's Pizza. What do you want over here? <laughs> Doing the whole New York thing. Wonderful. Tony's. The sky's the limit. And again, when Riley's not doing voiceover, it's softball, gymnastics, and yeah. uh, martial arts. Whoa. Yeah. Um, karate, judo, kung fu, what? Boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, Muay Thai, and, and Jiu-Jitsu. She'll hurt you. Yeah, we will plug the place. When it was open, it was a place in called Jiu-Jitsu. There's one. So my best friend in Jiu-Jitsu's name was Ava, and we'd always pair up because some of the other people like do it too hard, or like no, because we knew we'd go like if we were sparring because we had like sparring sometimes, and Ava and I would always pair up because we wouldn't hurt each other like yeah. that much. So we'd just be like, okay, partners. It's a place we like to plug. It's called Bully Busters on the corner of Riverside and Whitset, and it was a really I know great place. Yeah, uh, Coach Rod and Coach uh, Kita. Kita, and like you know, Chet, Jet being in um, 
involved in other activities, I think rounds you out as, as a person and gives yeah. you experience and that can, can you can bring into the booth because you're not just an acting droid where your whole life is acting. You have a full life. You're taking music, you're doing drum and drum major and Band. other stuff. And, and, and you really doesn't, do you feel that that rounds you out, you know? Yeah, it's great. Um, there's also, it's actually really cool. There's another kid, um, he, he graduated this year, actually, uh, Justin Felbinger. He is, um, he's an amphibia. Uh, yeah, uh, he's, um, what's, what's the name of it? He's, uh, sprig. Uh, sprig. 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 He's Sprig in Amphibia. So that's really cool. And you yeah. Against him. Uh, it's actually really funny because I auditioned for that um, and I was no. on callback too. So it's a coincidence that uh, the two kids that, uh, well, he booked it. I was on callback for it. We end up in the same marching band. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. Uh, so that's cool. Um, by the way, I just wanted to mention, um, Carlos, you were in El Tigre and Wow Wow Wubsy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Those were like my two favorite shows as yeah. a little kid. That's that's so cool. I yeah. thought that was amazing because I was watching um your series on Instagram. Yes. Um, and my jaw was like hitting the floor because <laughs> like cool. oh my goodness, my favorite things. Also, um, I really like how uh Riley and I have in common the father daughter voiceover duo thing. We both grew up in the studio, kind of at our dad's uh, feet, just watching them work the board. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I have a picture when Riley was, I was doing planes at the Disney cartoons, which is still up and running, but at yeah. the time, Lasseter and Pixar were involved and Riley was oh, uh, about that. a year old. And I was- Oh, wow. I, I have the picture. You have the picture and I, and I, I took her to the studio. And, and, I, and I guess we hope by osmosis that you'll, you'll fall into this career because and it's just something that we, that, that we want to share. You have the L2 carpet, red carpet I mean, stuff, a Disney gig, that's, that's like a dream. You know. Yeah, and then, Roger Craig Smith and I booked our roles for the film planes off the table read, which is very rare wow. because often non-on-camera celebs would be called in to just do the table read and give the writers uh, a sense of the character. And Roger Craig Smith played Rip Slinger, and I played El Chu, and Roger and I just looked at each other, and we both went for it at the table read. And to Lasseter's credit at the time, they just go, these guys are good. We're hiring them. And Roger and I would be walking on the Disney lot, pinching ourselves because <laughs> we were in this feature film, yeah. you know, and we weren't big on camera talent. And we really got a chance to knock it out of the park in the table read. And so that was wonderful. And, but um, uh, yeah. And not, so to to not to mention uh -huh. that you um, are in a, you're in an animated film that has a ride at Disneyland named after it. So that's kind of yeah. cool too. That's cool. I. She's trying to look for that picture, but no. yeah, I'm determined to find it. <laughs> but all these things, the the martial arts, found the soft. It, oh, it. you can show. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> oh first, yeah, Grandma. First, only I will see that. Oh, look at that. Oh my goodness. Grandma knitted you an El Chu dress. Yeah, I like the. Uh, I like the blue here, shirt. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> we have a picture. Where she is about less than a year old, and we took her on the red carpet with Robin Williams for Happy Feet Two. Oh wow. And there's. The late great Robin Williams yes. looking down at her, just kind of adoringly, like remembering his two kids when they were a baby. And it's like, you know, we were determined to. And like I say, with Scott Menville and Kari Payton and Kari Walgren and Suzanne Blakesley, they're just good people. They're yeah. super talented and they're good people. So I enjoy bringing them over the house and introducing our kids to them and seeing that 
there's these really amazing people that are great human beings and super talented. And I want you to meet them. And, you know, hopefully one day you'll want to keep going and thriving in this business. It's a, it's a very close community. My, my, I worked in radio for a number of years. And of course my thing is I talk fast, so that can be a, be a, a, a hindrance, but um, I would uh, do it in a second. And I voiced commercials and stuff and uh, it, it's a lot of fun, but I think that um, as technology evolves, uh, there'll be more video opportunities, certainly with, with uh, AI and virtual reality and toys and, all this technology that's around somebody's got a voice this stuff and certainly um the uh the jet walkers and the rileys and the carloses of the world will, will, will just step right in and and do that do you want to teach as well carlos do you do any teaching seminars or i do i, I wanted to mention samantha paris aka bobby ball uh voice tracks west in the studio uh, in uh, in uh sausalito i've gone there a couple of times to teach some classes and while i don't have the curriculum and uh sort of wherewithal that Bob Bergen or Debbie Derryberry had, I would just go there and make up some games and play with them and try to bring the best out of each person. And one of the drills I did, and you guys can take it home, is I would uh, have like animation copy and I would put somebody who had no confidence in characters in with somebody who was really great at doing characters. And I would have the person that was really great at doing characters go first and read the copy like it's a pirate, like, I'll be seeing you tomorrow, ye scurvy dog. <laughs> and they would... And then I would just tell the straight person, I want you to imitate as best as you can what that person just did. And they'd go, I'll be seeing you tomorrow, you scurvy dog. And they'd go, whoa, I had no idea I had that in me. It was called, you do me, I'll do you. And vice versa, I would have the overconfident character person try to do what the shyer person did to, to bring out the qualities that they both weren't confident doing simply by just trying to imitate the other person because otherwise they wouldn't think about that. They wouldn't right. think they had it. So it was like, uh, yeah, you monkey see monkey do, you know, I can and see, it I really can was see. a fun role, but I have taught in Sausalito for voice tracks West. I can see jets wheels turning right now. She's saying, hmm, that's a good idea. You know? Yeah. And I, really I, I do believe jet will be teaching voiceover at one point as well. Definitely. Uh, I love teaching. Yeah. I love teaching. And she has done so much. Uh, the Droners Project, uh, obviously huge, as well as uh, her work at Universal Kids. And again, you mentioned the community. It is a very, very, very close community. Um, and um, you guys are busy. And that's great. And I think uh, uh, it's going to get, like I say, it's going to get busier. Uh, things are loosening up. COVID is kind of, you know, under control. And uh, someone's got to voice all this stuff. I think there's a lot of untapped talent out there and uh, it's great to have, you know, you around Carlos and Debbie and Tony and those folks try to uh, groom uh, young talent for do, to do VO because uh, there is obviously more than just having a good voice. Um, there's, you know, things you need to know and uh, certainly you guys have done it for a while and you have that knowledge to share. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm excited for the Star Trek Prodigy to really hit the light of day. And I think it's really going to be a boost for Riley and, and be exciting. And again, she's working with top-notch directors yeah. and actors. And I think it's going to be a wonderful experience. Once it really pops, it's going to get really fun for her. Riley Ellis Rocky, congratulations on that. Thank you. Voicing the role of Rock Talk on Star Trek Prodigy. That is coming to Paramount Plus soon. Stay tuned for that. And we'll have links to that. By the way, when that's come out, we'll make sure we plug it. Anything else you want to uh, promote, 
Riley? I don't think so. Your, okay. your puppy dog pals, you think? Puppy dog pals, yes. Yeah, that's coming out soon. Um, and you know, her and her little sister have a hopefully a rocket mortgage commercial that we did in October that will be oh, coming wow. out. Uh, and then it was shot, it was very, very fun. And uh, yeah, and for myself, the Casa Grandes on Nickelodeon, um, which is which is a really wonderful show. We did a re recorded episode 100 with Sumali Montano, that's yes. who I wanted to say earlier, and uh, a couple of other shows. You can always check out my IMDb, my Twitter. My Instagram, it's all on there. But you've got a uh, website as well. Yeah, CarlosAlasRocky.com. Alrighty. And how do they follow Riley? Riley, you're on Instagram. I know that. With the help yeah. of your parents, what's the uh, handle on Instagram? It's Riley RileyAlasRocky. You can't mess that up, guys. A <laughs> pleasure. Um, so glad to have you guys on here. Thanks to uh, Mom Lara as well for helping to set up uh, things technically yeah. for you guys, because uh, Carlos was too busy playing softball. Apparently, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Work Riley and Carlos Alice Rocky, we thank you. And okay. uh, Jet Walker, we're not done with you either. Again, <laughs> droners, um, playing everywhere but here right now. But uh, I think that's gonna change soon, hopefully. I'm not too sure about dates myself, it should be here this year. I'm hoping for that, so yeah. <laughs> um, would you, at any point in this uh, episode, would you like to hear some saxophone? Oh, yes. I meant to say that uh, she is a stellar sax player. So, um, again, that's a voiceover mic, not a sax mic, but she'll make it work. So go ahead and give us a, give us a, 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 a few notes there. Here we go. All right. Let me, let me, let me grab my horn really quickly. Do I need please? to turn down? I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I feel like I'm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm in Central Park in New York. And somebody... oh, she's, she's amazing. She really is uh, the bee's knees. Oh, thank you. Here we go. Hold I on. just I just hit my, my two-year sax anniversary, so wow. it's been been a fun two years of playing sax. And that is the, uh, the alto <laughs> sax? The tenor huh? sax. Is that an alto or a tenor sax? Alto, right? This is an alto saxophone. Okay. It's a Selmer AS300. It's a pretty good intermediate horn. Right. Uh, yeah. Let's give it a shot right. there. So Here we go. I'm going to play um, something from Tableau de Provence. It's a classical saxophone um, uh, work. So, yeah, I've, I've recently gotten into classical sax. So. Oh, good. This is a uh, college repertoire. So. Okay.
Wow. wow. That's amazing. Good job, Jeff. Yeah. Breath control. You got to hear her on guitar too. I mean, she's really, she's really good. Um, wow. Fantastic. I will buy your first CD. I promise. <laughs> thank you, Jet Walker. Thank you so much. And again, you can follow her as well on, on online, uh, JetWalkerVO.com, and uh, she's also on Instagram as well. Yeah, my Instagram is uh, Jet Walker Fitzgibbon. J E T. W A L K E R F I T Z G I B B O N. It's a whole lot of names in one handle. So <laughs> and you use you use Twitter as well. I know that. Yeah, my Twitter is also Jet uh, Jet Walker Fitzgibbon. All righty, very good. And again, she's done numerous episodes of Conversations Radio, so check those out too. Uh, hey, a great show. This is fantastic. So glad to have you guys on here, Carlos Alas Rocky and Riley Alas Rocky. I thank you so much. Thank you. And Jet, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. This is Conversations Radio. So long.